how long did we hear? Pay people $15 an hour and they'll be more satisfied with their work. Well, you know, ask the Wendy's manager right now if $17 an hour is giving them an overflow of workers. It's not. This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Bowman, and on this episode, we're digging into the reason people work for you. How do people choose to work for an organization? Spoiler alert, it's not because they like you. <laughs> they might like you. I hope that your team likes you. Uh, but that is not the reason. I was joined by our senior coach, Tony Ferraro, who shared some interesting data on reasons people decide to leave their job and why they stay. Another spoiler, it's not all about the money. We share the surprising reason people come to work and become fully engaged. We hope you enjoy this episode. Tony, I'm so excited about this episode today. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited too. I am in uh, our offices here in Florida getting ready for another Dream Manager certification, helping out with that, certifying uh, more Dream Managers that go out into the world. So that's exciting and glad we have a chance to talk here today. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's always fun when we get to have the team together and in the team, there's always good strategy sessions, some good laughs, some good healthy conflict even. <laughs> we love it all. It's all good. But today we're, we're excited because we're always looking at research. We're always looking at what's happening in the workforce. Obviously, we're having lots of different conversations with leaders and the people that we coach and our dream managers and the organizations that we speak to on a regular basis. And so we're always diving into the numbers and what's happening in the workforce. And one of the things that we're always looking at is obviously employee engagement. We're always looking at why are people leaving organizations and why are people staying at organizations? And really the question of why do people work for you? Why are they actually coming to your organizations and work for you? So we're diving into that a little bit and we want to share some ideas and some thoughts when you are hiring your people, when you are training your people and developing your people. These are some things to consider to really attract that great talent. So Tony, Share with us some of the data that you dug into. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, so starting off, I did some field research, if you will. I was doing a training event not too long ago and actually just asked the question, why do people work here? And, uh, you know, get just this variety of answers. This was a wide range of people position-wise. So obviously heard for the paycheck, for it's a great place to work. I like what I'm doing. So heard all of that. I thought, well, I wonder how that matches up with, you know, is that common? Is this matching up with the research? And then, so looked at uh, some, some current research, which was, I found really interesting. There was just some, some study I was looking at. It actually split employees by whether they were engaged or not. And so what was not surprising at all is folks who were not engaged in their job, they would leave because of salary. Number one, far out in those Paycheck, that's all it is, which is not surprising, which is why we see, you know, in talking to leaders all the time, that people are chasing the dollar, they'll take a dollar more, $2 more, whatever that is, they chase the dollar. So if folks aren't engaged in their work, then money's the number one thing. If, however, folks are engaged in their work, then salary dropped down to like sixth. And the reason they stayed was they enjoyed what they're doing, the way it fit into their life. They enjoyed the culture of the organization. So I just found it really interesting that money led the way for folks who were not engaged in their job, but it dropped down significantly if people were actually engaged in their work. So I thought it was interesting. I went back even further because we're hearing that 
you know, pay is a big part. And the big thing now is, is job flexibility mm-hmm. and work-life balance and, and a whole nother set of reasons. But, you know, as early as like, like 2016, I looked at a Harvard Business Review and they were really clear. The reason people leave a job is because of their manager. I mean, we've heard that for years. So it's like pre-pandemic, your manager was the number one cause why people left. Post-pandemic, it's work-life balance. And so it's just confusing. I mean, what do you do if you're a leader and you're trying to hold on to people? You're like, well, I thought it was. So what we did, what did we do? We tried to train managers. You got to make people better managers. That way people will stay. Then it became all about, we have to have flexible schedules. We have, because that's why people are. So it just seems like leaders end up, you end up chasing your tail and you're, it, it's a lagging indicator as to why people are staying or leaving at your job. And so with that, you know, I coach a lot of executives and I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell people if we're, if we're going to revolve on the rely on the research. So the short of it is the research is all over the place and it's fairly inconsistent, but I think, and this is the second thing I want to talk about. I think there's an answer. There's one answer and it's much simpler than we think it is. Ooh, Tony has the answer. We have the answer. You know, I, I love that you said that the data is all over the place because I often feel that way when you look at any kind of data, right? It's almost like it's that confirmation bias too. We're think if you look up studies that support what you already think, you're going to find studies that support what you already think. And so to be able to look at lots of different data and then look at what are you noticing in your organization? What are you noticing around the companies that you're working with and your colleagues and the conversations that you're having? And you're going to start to see some things that are similar that build on each other that you'll start to recognize and then be able to kind of navigate using your own data, right? Like data is one thing, but how are you leveraging it? How are you using it? And kind of what are the decisions that you're making to make the changes that you need to make to find those right people to build your companies? The one thing I want to say about the the money thing, which is interesting, is because we just interviewed someone on this podcast, Glenn Lundy. People on his team, they literally took significant pay cuts to go work for his organization. And the reason why they did that is because they are they are so committed and excited about the vision and the mission and what he's doing that they're saying, all right, I will leave where I am today to come work with your organization because I want to build, I want to grow, I want to be part of this. And so I say that to kind of lead you into your next thing that you're going to talk okay. about yep. because yep. it plays perfectly and beautifully right into kind of the solution to- yep to what we're talking about. Now I'm going to challenge that just a little bit, just a little bit, right? I mean, I would Um, expect nothing less. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I would, I would certainly people work for a place because of the mission, but there's something even more foundational and more fundamental. And we've seen this and it's been the case doing all the certification of dream managers and working with people with dream managers. My contention is this people work for an organization because they feel like working there will help them accomplish their dreams. If you want people to work for you, figure out a way that working for you and your organization will help people accomplish their dreams. Matthew wrote that in the dream manager. He said, people will hitch their wagon to your organization if they feel like where you're going will help them get to where they want to go. So I'm not dismissing what you said about the company. Actually, Part of those people's dreams, it might be that their professional dream 
for example, is to be part of an organization who's doing something of merit or something. And so that's part of it. So their dream gets accomplished by that company. For other folks, pay could be the issue because what they make allows them to accomplish the dreams that they have in some financial area. That people may want a more flexible work schedule because they want to be a husband, father, mother, whatever that might be in a different way. And that's one of their dreams. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to focus on one area, just that one principle is that people work for an organization and stay more, most importantly, stay working for an organization because by working there will help them accomplish their dreams. Yes, absolutely. Simple. And by the way, you actually did not it was still proving that point for exactly what you just said. Because when you look at those 12 areas of dreams that Matthew talks about in The Dream Manager, it's physical, emotional, intellectual, psychological, spiritual, character. It's all of those things. And you build those things when you work for a great organization. Like those are, you have professional dreams. You have dreams of building character or building a certain skill that you get to accomplish when you're working there. Because think about it, you're spending so much of your time at work. And when you get to do what you do best, when you get to fulfill that vision that like people that the best people in the world, like those A players we always are looking for, they have those kinds of dreams. They want to grow. They want to develop in all of those different areas. And then, yes, they want to be able to afford to go and take their family on vacations and buy the things they want to buy. And those are the material dreams that we're talking about. So I love obviously this is what we do, right? We certify dream managers. So of course we're going to say that the solution is, is that, but it talk to anyone and it makes so much sense. It makes sense to leaders when you care about your people and your people are getting better because they're being able to fulfill those dreams. There's no, how are they going to show up at work? Anything less than engaged because they're more engaged in their own life. Your work should make your life better. Yes. We always talk about the dinner table test. You know, when work comes up at the dinner table, does the food taste better or worse? So what, what do you do as a leader of an organization? You say, well, okay, it, it, again, that's simple too. find a way to help people accomplish their dreams through their work. The first step to that is actually to help people identify their dreams, which again, sounds simple, but you and I know people stop dreaming. And when you stop dreaming, you become disengaged in your life. That's why, okay, when folks leave because of salary, it, look, you can't pay someone enough who doesn't have their financial house in order. If they don't know their financial dreams and they don't have a system for that, you can't pay them enough because it's just more money. They're not going to manage it. So, so, you know, finding a system to help people identify their dreams, whether it's financial or physical or emotional, because, you know, yes, we spend a lot of time at work, but yes, our work life and our, the rest of our life is, in, is integrated. And so, you know, what we find time and time again, folks that, you know, when they start making the process available for people to identify their dreams, then you have a chance. And this is the second part to show people how if the company accomplishes its mission, then they'll be able to accomplish their mission of fulfilling their dreams. So leaders can do two things. One, they help people identify and work through their dreams and create a strategic way of accomplishing them. That's the first thing. It's what the Dream Manager program does. So you help people get more engaged in their lives by dreaming again. And secondly, then you show them that if the company accomplishes its mission, they've got a much better chance to accomplish theirs. 
then people can really start getting focused on the mission of the organization. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing as a leader is you have to be really clear about what your mission is in your organization and you need to make it the king. You need to make all of the decisions based on mission. That way there's no ambiguity. People know as a leader, why is he doing this? He's doing this so the company can accomplish its mission. Oh, and by the way, if the company accomplishes its mission, I'm going to accomplish my mission in life and I'm going to fulfill my dreams. So uh, that's what the leader has to do. And those two things help people identify and get strategic about their dreams and make that connection between the company's mission and the people's mission. And if you can do that, then it doesn't matter if it's, I mean, why are some companies killing it with having everybody back to work? And some of them are killing it. Some of them have remote workers. They're having great implementations and bad implementations. Why do some people pay more? Look, it's not just pay. How long did we hear? Pay people $15 an hour and they'll be more satisfied with their work. Well, you know, ask the Wendy's manager right now, $17 an hour is giving them an overflow of workers. It's not. So I think that the dream manager is just based on a universal truth. And that universal truth is that people will definitely hitch their wagon to the organization and be engaged if they feel like they're going to accomplish their mission if the organization accomplishes theirs. People understand decisions are made for the best interest of the company's mission. And now we get a cycle that just keeps going and people become more and more engaged in their lives. So that's what I've gleaned from this because there's so much data, but it always, you know, we're always looking for what's the core principle. Yeah. And uh, I think if people can figure out how to do that, then they've got a chance to crack this code. So simplicity, if you leave this episode today, the first thing you can go do is ask, start asking your team members, what are your dreams? What are the dreams that you have for your life? And what I love so much about that too is not only does it start engaging them immediately, right? Because the best way to get engagement in anyone is to ask them about their dreams, even if they have stopped dreaming. Because what it does is it kind of reignites that spark. You get to ask them a little bit more. Well, you know, we ask obviously some really good dreamstorm questions. If I gave you $500 today, what would you do with that money? If if you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you go? There's always these dream starters. And that's going to remind people, oh, I do have these dreams in my life. There are things that I really want to do. And you start that conversation. And then not only does that kind of help them become more engaged, but you as a leader are also getting to know your people. And one of the best things that you can do as a leader is to know your people so well that not only are you helping them with their dreams, but now you're understanding, oh, how can I coach this person better? Because now I understand their personality more. I understand what drives them. I understand what's really important to them. I understand how they think, like what they're thinking about. And all of these things helps you as a leader to help your team grow, which is really the number one role of a leader. So it does all of these things. And so I love this idea. And I love the fact that with the world today, like you said, the data is all over the place. You see all these videos of people like talking about quiet quitting and leaving. And it always comes down to people don't feel appreciated. People don't feel valued. The best people in the world want to work. They do. They want to do good work. They want to use their superpower, their skill set. They want to come and be part of something that is bigger than themselves. And that is what you get to do as a leader. And of course, when you're doing that and helping them with their dreams, I mean, it's a win-win, people. You treat people like people. People are people. And, and they will blow you away right? with what they do for your organization. Be kind. 
be kind. You know, so it's interesting because Matthew, Matthew Kelly's book, Holy Moments, is a beautiful book. And it's so interesting because that book has blown up. And when you read that book, when no matter what your faith, religion, whatever it is, it's a beautiful, simple message. And it's simply these holy moments of doing things every day that kind of are treating people like people, really, is, is the essence of it. The small little things that we do that remind people that people are good, that there are good people in the world, that they want to help you. We all kind of are here together. We get to support each other, help each other. It's no surprise that so many people love that book because we need to hear that kind of message, that simple message. Because people are people. People are people. We say it every yep. single day. We do. And we had that conversation <laughs> today. As I said, I coach a lot of executives and none of them say that their problems are the market or that it's some other technical issue, whatever. It's always around people that they're challenges. So starting today, if you really want to make some ground, just help people identify their dreams and then get real clear about it with people. You can, every person listening today can do that, can ask one person, Hey, what's your dream? That's right. It'll change. It'll change the workplace starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, starting today, do it today. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love doing the podcast. So if there's any topics or things that you are interested in as far as people and culture and employee development and leadership and all of these different things that we get to talk about, I would love to, to hear from you. And of course, if you do love the show, we would love for you to go over and give us a rating over on iTunes. Uh, it really does help us out with the show and, and having more people to find it. And if you are interested in learning a little bit more about the Dream Manager, we would love to talk to you about that program. We work with all different kinds of organizations. Like Tony said, people are people. Wherever they work, people are people. We're all the same. And so we would love to talk to you about the Dream Manager and how you can start incorporating that into your workplace. And you can go to thedreammanager.com. Until next time, lead with culture.